Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, this is Power Card, aka Project Pat, and you're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, the best Ravens podcast on the planet. That's pretty incredible. In fact, it's La Marvelous. Thank you guys. All right, welcome on back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown podcast. It is Friday, April 24th, and our king is a queen. Patrick Queen, inside linebacker one, 20 years old. A Baltimore Raven, the first ever Louisiana State Tiger down on the bayou to head up for crab cakes and football. Let's go. Is that what Maryland does? That is what Maryland does. And our boy Pat McCarry knew nothing other than crab cakes heading in. So maybe I don't even think he knew that when we talked to him. I think he said, yeah, yeah, like crab cakes. Because I'm sure that's... I think you brought that up and you goaded him into acting like he knew. But I don't think he knew. He... That dude was just fair enough. Straight up Cali bro, like wearing cool Patagonia hats. In Cali, they life. think they have good crab cakes too, and I ate one. And sorry, Pat, but it, it tasted awful. Yeah, no, they just have like really cool weather and like awesome landscape and just an amazing way of life. That's that's all they've got. We've got crab cakes though, which is sick. And football, dude. And football. How'd you forget about football? I don't know. I actually I need to watch that again. I haven't seen that in a while. That's true. I, I do get a little bit off of it after it, it. You catch like the highs and the lows when it's on TV a lot. And uh, then we're ready. Maybe let's do a movie review. We're going to do a we're going to get into after we break down the draft and a couple things. We're going to have everybody go watch a classic Jeff Fisher, Brian Billick, Ravens Titans game. And we'll also have you do some homework of watching Writing Crashers so we can come back and talk about that as well. We're, yeah, we're, we're doing old playoff games. We're doing movies. We're doing everything to help you guys get through this quarantine uh, we had circled that old Billick Fisher game, which is going to be sick. We have watched a little bit of it already. We're going to be watching all of it very soon and reviewing it for you. And definitely going to be watching that. You're going to have to watch Swingers as well. We're probably going to review that uh, because you haven't seen it. Definitely. But why are we here? We're here because the Ravens made their pick at 28. They stood Pat and they took Pat Queen, who you believe is the best inside linebacker. I do believe he's the best inside linebacker in this draft. The reason is, number one, when I look at a linebacker, I look for, uh, in this order, I look for for, um, 
literally someone who backs the line sounds stupid, but they got to be, in run, they got to be in, they got to be in run support first. And that, that comes from reading keys when a guard pulls and, and you can get into me and get at me about fake pulls. And that's a whole thing as well. Um, but you got to be able to understand in the first two steps of what an offensive lineman does, where the play is going. And that is high level linebacking play. Number two, you have to be able to get off of blocks. You have to be able to stack and shed. You need to be able to stun alignment with your hands and get them the hell off you, whether that's a push and a pull, whether that's a rip, whether that's slipping them, whatever you want to call it. Then those are those are the two gallon guys. Those guys can play against the run. Number three, are you adept in coverage? Do you understand what formations mean as far as routes? Uh, are you a guy that can play man at the end? That's the cherry on top. If you can go play man coverage, and cover a running back, cover a slot receiver, cover a tight end in man coverage. That's incredible. And if you just have a good feel for moving side to side, chasing laterally, running and hitting, you know, every guy in the NFL can do that. So people, I feel like overvalue that a little bit. But at the end of the day, Pat, I, Pat Queen's IQ is best in show. Uh, that 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 first thing of being able to recognize in the first two steps of if alignment's exploding out of their stance and they're all moving in unison, that's going to be a zone blocking play. If you see a center and a guard pulling or a center and a tackle pulling or a guard and a tackle, that that's going to be a power concept. You're going to need to, to, to move your body and go wherever they're going and fill a gap. And then finally, Patrick Queen, by PFF, according to them, Isaiah Simmons is the number one coverage linebacker. The honorable mention is none other than Patrick Queen. So I'm excited. I think that he checks all the boxes. And being just 20 years old, not having a huge toll on his body, it's awesome. Perfect fit, and shout out to Mel Kuyper for nailing the Patrick Queen pick, predicting him to the Ravens in five out of five mock drafts. All the way through. If you were Eric Jacosta, what is your sales pitch to Steve Pashadi on Patrick Queen? Coverage, IQ, modern linebacker. Uh, that, that story, that classic story that we were just talking about in the stream about how he was behind Devin White, wasn't getting playing time, and goes into Coach O's office and says, you know, what do I need to do, Coach? What do I need to do to get on the board here and, and get on in on this defense? And Coach O simply says, get better against the run, man. So Patrick Cream is a converted running back. And a lot of kids don't like that. They don't like that brutal honesty. And with this transfer portal where guys can go play without losing a year of eligibility, not having to redshirt and all that stuff, how easily could he have gone somewhere else and played? Jordan, Jordan with a Y would have gone somebody somewhere else. Probably, probably. That's millennial of him. I just can't do it. That's Gen Z of him. But at the end of the day, what does Patrick Queen do? End up being the best of 2019 of Power 5 schools, IDing against the run, beating linemen to their spots, stacking and shedding, uh, built like a safety, but hits like a brick shit house. There is a clip of him on a blitz where he is not the – the culprit, he is the uh, the down man, if you want to call it that, where he his his job is to take linemen out. He takes three Georgia linemen out, um, puts linemen on their booties, did it against Texas A&M, just clapped a lineman, clapped a guard straight, put his shoulders on the ground before his butt hit. So you see all of those abilities. You see the range. You see the explosiveness. You see um, flashes. You see constant improvement. And there's another clip that I'm going to be featuring when, when I end up getting to the articles of – him against Utah State, I think it was his second start, and against Jordan Love, guy that we talked about in the stream a good bit, but he ends up 
the Utah State tries to run to the line. They try to do a quick count. They try to go ready, set, go, 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 see if they can get LSU off sides. Utah State chills out. They get a call in from the sideline. And you see Patrick Queen immediately, based on the changes that they make, immediately starts shifting the defensive line, starts communicating with the slot corner, turns around, talks to the safety, pats his end on the butt, moves him down. Uh, It ends up being a counter run. And Queen takes one step inside because he goes with the counter run, goes with the blocks there, and then flies into the gap, makes a play in the backfield. He's an outstanding communicator. Uh, Another instance where Kalevon Chason says against Texas, the week one matchup of 2019, they're down on the goal line. Texas and LSU actually got into a shootout, and it's a close game. Patrick Queen calls the play out. Clavon Chason makes a, a ele- very eloquently puts it. I'll be sharing all this stuff and talking about all this stuff later, but ends up basically saying Patrick Queen called the play and won us the game. And he did that at 20 years old with no starting experience. So very, very impressive. PFF has him as the 27th overall player. Uh, the, the first linebacker after Isaiah Simmons, who to me is not necessarily a linebacker. So I'm ecstatic with the pick. And I'm pumped to see what he can do. Is he the Ravens starting Mike linebacker right now? Yep. Yes. Okay. And here we go. We're gonna we're gonna crack. Cheers. We got it on the board. This has been months in the making. COVID nineteen. We've uh, been suffering through this whole process. Not as bad as those who have actually had to deal with. Yeah, I think we could probably like we don't have to oversell our suffering. Like it's been fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy as a clam, but. The NFL draft has been a haven. It has been the uh, spring in a, the oasis. That's the word I'm looking for. The oasis in a desert of lack of content and lack of sports. So cheers, Patrick Queen. Happy to have you as Raven. Absolutely. What that mouth so, do? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? So linebacker is addressed. You still have offensive line and wide receiver. In my mind, are the two biggest needs. You have on the board, you have Pittman. T. Higgins is still there. Van Jefferson is still there. Chenault is still there. Hamler Hamler is still there. Offensive line, you have Moody still there. Who else? Ezra Cleveland. Jonah Jefferson, Ezra Cleveland, Robert Hunt, Beatus. Uh, a lot of a lot of tackles. Jonah Jackson is a very intriguing player who is incredible in pass pro. A little clunky and maybe not NFL ready. Uh, Cole Jackson, Russell Street Report. Help me kind of sip through some tape with him and, and give me some good thoughts because I think he's a little stronger with breaking down offensive linemen. That's his specialty. And he uh, definitely puts his eyes on the floor too quickly. But I see Jonah Jackson being a high effort, high character, uh, pass pro, aficionado. And if you can stick him in into the competition, put him at left guard, put Powers at right guard, then have Makari, have Skura, have Bozeman, all those guys that w- that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't strike me the wrong way. And of course, you know, wide receiver that's the big one. Definitely. I mean, what are we thinking right now? So, just trying to wrap my head around it all. You know what I mean, Patrick Absolutely. Queen. It very much addresses a need. Are you thinking that that's going to be their approach moving forward? Just address needs. Are they going to go BPA in the second round, third day, that whole deal? Or what do you think? Yeah, I think they got the big one out of the way where, I mean, let's face it. The Ravens had the worst linebacker room in football uh, inside linebacker room. They didn't have any NFL starters, guys that have taken 
uh, starters snapped share. I mean, LJ Ford, I'm not, no knock to LJ Ford. He stepped in very admirably. They used him more than he'd been used in his career. He speaks very highly of the way the coaches have given him confidence and, and faith and allowed him to play. But let's say he goes down, man, God forbid, knock on wood, that he goes down, then what? Then what are we doing here? Uh, that that tends to happen. Linebacker is a big hitting position. And Patrick Queen's a guy that, I mean, he did spend the majority of his snaps in the box. I think it was about 700 in the box, but took snaps at slot cornerback. I think it was around 45, and then uh, lined up at free safety a couple times, lined up as uh, an edge rusher a couple times. Uh, blows up screens, does a lot of things. And the, the player that PFF compared him to was Telvin Smith, the Jaguars linebacker that took a hiatus. And that's just a speed demon who hits like a linebacker but looks like a safety. And I think that's a really good comparison. So um, sometimes, you know, he gets a little too aggressive, ready to run downhill. But I'm not mad if he's, if he's ready to go hit and uh, make up for the fact that he's maybe not the biggest guy in the world. So now looking forward, they have to add a receiver. DaCosta basically stated how much he valued day two and day three in the receiver class and and the guys that we love, you know, Van Jefferson, Brian Edwards. Um, we've talked about LaVisca, Chenault, and Tour Blue in the face and those guys. So they can definitely add a playmaker, and they have so many more picks, man. The fact that they have 55 and 60, they could easily move up in the second round if there's someone that they really value, and I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun first round, a little stock, as we mentioned uh, early on there. A little straightforward. A little straightforward, you know what I mean? It's, it's a little stock. So you have the Browns going Jedrick Wills, Joe Burrow obviously going to the Bengals. Um, what were some of the other notable picks? You had Jarrah picking C.D. Lamb there for the Cowboys. Um, Justin Jefferson going to the Vikings, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just a, a lot of fun, cool picks that really started to unravel as the second half of the first round started to go open. Like we mentioned, it was a little straightforward to begin with, but little stock, little stock, no trades, man, no trades, no, at all. not a lot of trades really at all. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, kind of trying to think of some earlier Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs to the Raiders was a lot of fun. So the receivers went basically in reverse order of what the money line was. And that was Ruggs, then Judy, then Lamb. And yeah. the, the odds on favorite was Lamb, then Judy, then Ruggs. Yeah. And then we just had Jeff Gladney go off the board to the Vikings. My boy, you know that. And the Vikings get another corner. They've drafted what? Xavier Rhodes, Mackenzie Alexander. I mean, how many corners have they drafted at this point? It's insane. Vikings fans like are past the point of hating it almost. Um, so let's see what the Chiefs end up doing. They are going to end up making a beautiful pick. We just I just watched Andy Reid click the button, I think, to submit the pick, and then it said pick is in. Uh, so whoever they pick is going to end up being outstanding. They're st- absolutely stacked. But favorite picks, um, Jalen Rager, man, superstar potential see what he can do and Philly fans you know they love to talk about Nelson Aguilar's drops and this that and the other and a lot of them really wanted Justin Jefferson but he's ready to go play he's ready to go run they need a deep threat on the outside and they got that uh Javon Kinlaw the 49ers do what you and I Jake had talked about so much and that's that's they dish off to Forrest Buckner gets a hundred million dollar contract get Javon Kinlaw and that's the old Ozzie Newsome phrase 80% of the play at least with Javon Kinlaw for 20% of the pay so I'm sure they're happy there yeah they definitely should be I mean I think that was something that I was predicting a little bit but uh it's a lot of fun or no I I, I think I did worse to them last night 
you lose track with all these mock drafts. But either way, so at this point, you you hit at least seven. Definitely, uh, yeah, I think definitely seven. I did six. I went six for six to start it off. Uh, not to brag, of course. That's insane. Well, you know, it, not if you consider my my draft track record, obviously, but. No, I, I definitely got a little lucky with the Andrew Thomas thing. It, it could have been any of those top three tackles, but Andrew Thomas going to the Giants. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 let's back it up. It was going to be Andrew Thomas. Yeah. That's our- well, yeah, it was, but that's why I did it kind of. It's because it was our boy, but apparently it was Dave Gettleman's boy too. And I looked at him and I was like, you know what? This guy is just a clean prospect. Great name, Andrew Thomas. And Drew. He, Georgia SEC, big guy. Protected Jake from a very vanilla white quarterback. Dave Gelderman's going to love this guy. So he picks him at four, which is what I predicted, not to brag. Got all of those first uh, six picks, and uh, yeah, your boy was doing pretty good. Yeah, Jake, that's pretty freaking good, dude. Yeah, Jake, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, it worked out okay. Um, But yeah, I I definitely didn't do great beyond that, but who does? Uh, what were some of the other picks that Oh my God, they you? did it. The Chiefs did it. Swiss? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Okay. He's going to be a fantasy stud. I miss that. The Why? Chiefs just drafted Ray Rice. It's not shocking. I mean, they had a need at running back. So what do we get? The, the prop was five and a half LSU players in the first round, I believe. So we end up with Burrow, Jefferson. Queen. Queen, Edward Hilaire, and that's it. There had to have been one. No one. Christian Fulton. No. No one else. No Cushionberry. Chase on. Yeah. Did he Makes go? five. Yes. Who Chase on went to the Jags. Jags, okay. Yes. So five. So the under ends up hitting on that. Uh, but that is going to be a fantasy stud. That's going to be my recommendation from here on out. Fantasy boys. Clyde Edwards Lair. Sixth round. Fifth round, go get him. But yeah, fun, 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 fun first round that just finally concluded. Uh, we get the Bengals on the clock tomorrow. So let's go take a look at it. Let's try and pull up our full page if we can. And and let's go ahead and say what, what picks we you know are a little unsure of. And I think it's going to be some of the corners. As far as where, where are we pulling this up? Like, like just the first round picks and ones that, you know, okay, are a little yeah. maybe questionable that, you know, we might have gone a different direction. But we're not going to hate on the guys at all. That's not the way that we do things. We're grown men at this point. We're not going to talk crap about 22-year-old kids. But uh, picks that we like, picks that we don't like, let's talk about it. We are grown men. All right, let me pull up this CBS Sports Tracker. Jim. I'm going to go with Jedrick Wills, Browns, um, off the bat. As one you're because- unsure of? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little unsure. Uh, they have two right tackles, I think. Jedrick Wills had a good year for Alabama, but they run, they ran a lot of yeah, RPO yeah, he, stuff. Really, that's the thing. I think Andy Reid is going to have a field day Sorry. with the Sorry. Like, Swiss Army knife Sorry, type of feel you can get. With- CBS I actually love that. Stupid autoplay videos. Let me scroll down, continue. But yeah, I think that Jedrick Wills is... Uh, a good prospect. I believe he's a good run blocker. I think that he benefited a lot from an RPO style offense. He was the right tackle, and you could say too it was left-handed, so he was the left tackle, but he wasn't. He was the right tackle, uh, played right guard before that. And I think that 
you know, as opposed to looking down the barrel of Isaiah Simmons, maybe being a Brown or the possibility of them uh, adding a corner, adding another, you know, shutdown defensive playmaker. Uh, uh, obviously, they get Conklin. They went around their line out and do all that good stuff. But I, uh, I'm not I'm not as huge on Wills as other people, and I know that might come in as, as a little bit of a shock because I think that's going to be a pick that's celebrated. But I might have uh, gone with someone with a little bit more left tackle experience there or gone somewhere else. Yeah, for me, 19 with the Raiders, Damon Arnett. Um, so I they like- have two Clemson corners now. It's uh, escaping me. Go ahead. Sorry. Who is the other one? That's going to kill me. Gary on Conley, he's not. Clemson. No, he was Ohio State, right? Yes. He's on the Texans now. They traded him. Yeah. Who is their other corner? It's bothering me. Keep going if you can, but I'm going to look it up. But yeah, I liked him in the second or third. Didn't love him in the first. It was very surprising when they announced him. Um, I think he was a little undervalued, potentially. Very physical. Uh, has potential to ultimately be a good player down the line, but it feels like they kind of picked him. Trayvon Mullen. Yes, yeah, Mullen. Okay, that there we go. Name race but, but so Arnett, yeah, uh, might have been. You know, didn't run fast. I think he ran a four five six. Right. Yeah. I thought. I think he was based on what and like I didn't do a ton of like really deep dive into him, but. From what I remember, it was like, yeah, this guy, like, maybe a little you under- like someone else there. Right. Yeah. It's like maybe a little undervalued. He probably should go top of the second round. People are valuing him late second round, third round, but he goes mid first round. I didn't love that. I think they definitely could have made a more exciting pick for sure. Um, Terrell out of Clemson as well ends up going 16 to the Falcons. And they got rid of Desmond Trufant. Terrell, I, I do like a lot. So corners ended up being, you know, a little bit higher. We see Gladney go at the end of the first round of the Vikings. More corners maybe than expected. Trayvon Diggs still on the board. Uh, Noah Igbojene still on the board. No, he went, I thought. I don't believe so, unless it was like 29 or 30. I think he I went to the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I would love to just click a link to Draft Tracker and have it just lay out the picks for me so that I could be a little bit quicker. But, yeah, uh, at the end of the first, we see Jeff Gladney. Oh, he did to the Dolphins. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I don't hate that pick at all. I agree. But we see, so we see, we end up seeing, we're talking Ravens, we're talking the third linebacker off the board, Jordan Brooks, Kenneth Murray. Um, interesting, 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 interesting. And those guys being on the board at that pick, we end up seeing uh, the Chargers come out of nowhere for Kenneth Murray. Feels like he fits their profile of what they want a little bit better. And I think that, you know, the Ravens are smitten as a kitten to have Queen at that 28 spot. And then going, you know, Michael Pittman, I'm still available. A couple other guys. We see CJ Henderson go in the top 10. Uh, we obviously see the kind of ultimate triple out of the one, two, three burrow chase young Okuda first time in NFL history teammates at one point in college go one, two, three. That's insane. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Actually queen pick a through F a minus. I'd probably do the same not to be boring, but a minus. I think that he is young, smart, the, the, the intelligence factor reminds me of Tremaine Edmonds on the Bills for the youth. 
and seeing him in college able to and, and Edmonds started, I think maybe as a freshman. Um, so Queen didn't have that quite that same experience. And you see Edmonds go way higher than Queen did. But being able to showcase that ability to read your keys and come downhill and and beat blockers to their spots at that age is superlative. And I think that Brooks did that, you know, decently well. That's something that Murray was very inconsistent with that I've definitely beaten that drum on probably too much, but I'm ecstatic with the queen pick um, of guys available. You know, what do you want? Denzel Mims. You can get guys like that in the second round. Maybe he ends up being the AJ green that people think he was, but you know, the thing for me, the thing that I keep coming back to is I don't understand how there's a senior bowl and Denzel Mims is the perfect example. If there wasn't a senior bowl, Denzel Mims is not even getting any first round buzz and is a day two, maybe even a day three guy versus let's have juniors have a showcase. That's why LaVisca Chenault is confusing to me because I would like to see him go against a different competition, face some more press, see what he can do in those one-on-ones and maybe his stock, you know, comes a buzzing, but maybe NFL teams didn't bite so hard. I feel like guys were talking about Denzel Mims as a potential top 20 pick and it doesn't happen. Really true. Think about rate Patrick Queen's name being called by Jerry Sandusky. The, I can't, it gives me goosebumps. Like that is, that's what I'm thinking. Jerry Sandusky was meant to say Patrick Queen. Picked off Patrick Queen going down the sideline. The hay is in the barn. The hay is in the barn. Absolutely. And uh, what Lance Zerline said about Patrick Queen that I love is he called him a GPS linebacker with controlled tracking from gap to gap. Gotta love a good GPS. A lot of people still using those these days. Exactly. And it's like he doesn't overcommit. He stays in his gap responsibility and just moves calmly but quickly, gap to gap, ready to explode, ready to make plays. And a guy that I'm really big on, Malik Harrison, who, you know, we talk about linebacker value and and something that Ken McCusick of Film Study Ravens is huge on is, you know, oh, linebacker is not as valuable and the Ravens don't use linebackers and yada, 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 yada. Uh, but Malik Harrison, a guy that could have been had maybe second, third round. And you see him in space with the Travis Etienne's of the world. And there was a separation of, of I'm going to make you miss. I'm a better athlete than you. Then you see LSU in the championship game. Patrick Queen ate Travis Etienne's lunch a couple of times on screens, just just threw the dude on the ground. Um, so I think in those in those space environments, sometimes against those screens, if if he has the uh, first step, the the I know where the play is going, you don't know where I am, kind of thing, you're going to be on the ground. And like I mentioned, Najee Harris did truck him a couple of times. Did you know uh, Derrick Henry him once where? Queen thought he could just go shoulder Najee Harris, and Najee Harris just bounced right off and kept going. I think that's something you can clean up, and I'm really excited. And this was my of, of guys that I thought would be available in the 20s. Cesar Ruiz was number one, Patrick Queen number two. So I'm ecstatic with that. Fair enough. I like it a lot, too. I think, uh, like I said, he's going to be that beating heart of the defense, which uh, you kind of needed a little bit. As you saw in that playoff loss to the Titans, it just felt a little, little identity-less. Let's get a guy in there who's very young, very energetic, going to bring some tea to the defense and going to bring that you know cajun flavor and they had some low tea in that playoff loss agreed 100 percent had some low tea and he's going to bring that that southern spice that crawfish mentality that bayou 
L-O-U-Q-U-E mentality. We like that. We like that. Yes, sir. So Patrick Queen, the first LSU Tiger drafted by the Baltimore Ravens in their 25-year history. Go Tigers. Predictions for day two. Day two. Receiver. We talked about those options a little bit. Our fit, our boy, Michael Pittman. The Pittman. So let's 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 get curious here. Let's say, you know, we're at 32, the Bengals go. Uh, let's say, let's say it's 38, 39, that range. What are you willing to give up? The Ravens have 55, 60, 92, 106, 129, 143, 170. Can't remember that one off the top of my head. Then they have a seventh round pick. Would you move up to get Michael Pittman? That's our boy. I would. Within the top 10 of the second, I think it would take 55 or 60, and then one of your thirds, and then do they have the fifth this year? I believe they do. The fifth? Fifth round pick? No. That's where, it, that's where it gets complicated, because I feel like you could pretty easily do it with one of the seconds, a third, one of the thirds, and the fifth, but if they don't have it, it's tough. But so let I mean we saw we saw the Bucks able to make a little swaparoo and give up a very low pick, uh, one hundred seven and one seventy four. I think Kyle said uh, when he was on the stream earlier. So I, I think you're I think you can depart with let's say what let's say one forty three is what you lose and you give fifty five up. Are you willing to do that to go get Michael Pittman? Yes. I think he plays like a Raven. I think you get two guys that play like a Raven and. Uh, the quote from Eric DaCosta coming out on his initial thoughts on Patrick Queen. What do you think he said? Really smart football player. Uh, just going to line up uh, right there in the uh, linebacking court. Going to do a great job for you. Um, really smart. Uh, just going to stand back there. And uh, it's funny because I was talking to him in our uh, pre-draft meeting. And I said, uh, do you want to be a cop or do you want to pretend to be a cop? <laughs> and uh, he said, I want to be a cop, sir. And uh, we just decided to make it happen. So uh, Patrick Green, newest Baltimore Raven. I love you. And you are the number one Eric DaCosta impersonator in the world. I love you too. The quote that the Ravens have on DaCosta's uh, little tidbit is, he plays like a Raven. It, yeah. it's Well, it's also a uh, shout out to Ron Marchinak, um, former coach, passed away. To, uh, dedicating this draft to him, he was the guy who coined the phrase, play like a Raven. So pretty predictable. Boom. And Matthew Judon, welcome to the family at Patrick Queen. I saw that. Let's go. I like it a lot. It's a good pick. I like it a lot. I'm very happy. Very Ravens uh, pick. So we, you know, it's like we were sitting here last year flying high. They picked a wide receiver in the first round of the year before they get this exciting quarterback. It's like, what are we doing? It's like, no, we're, we're taking middle linebackers from the SEC. That's That's our bread and butter. That's what we do. And John Harbaugh says, for us to come away with Patrick Queen is a big, huge win. DaCosta, he makes us so fast. I think he's going to be great behind those guys that we added. Um, you know, we've talked about Murray, a guy that has some processing questions, and we thought he would be great behind those guys. I mean, we've, we've talked about Patrick Queen, and he processes quick. He is going to fire through holes be there as soon as a ball carrier gets a handoff. I think we're going to see a lot of tackle for losses, a lot of a lot of neutral stops at the line of scrimmage. 
and some plays and coverage. So I couldn't be more excited. And heading into day two, you know, Robert Hunt, a name that the Ravens have been linked to a lot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that if the Ravens stand pat, and that's just what's going to happen in this this remote draft, I will pick Van Jefferson at 60 and take uh, Robert Hunt at 55, but I will take a Van Jefferson at 60 overall or Brian Edwards at 60 overall. Those guys, I think that they are a perfect complement to building that that basketball starting five that Brucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah so famously love to talk about now. But I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. I can't wait to see Patrick Queen on the field. Hopefully the COVID-19 situation allots for a regular training camp and a, a regular season starting time or something of the sort. But I think that this is going to be a fantastic pick and a guy that you look back who's 22, 23 years old with two, three years of experience in the NFL. And you're like, how the hell did they get this guy? I love that. I love it. And uh, we've had a lot of, a lot of talk about, you know, CJ Mosley and, and what is something that, that fans started to say. And it was so ironic that CJ Mosley ended his Ravens career uh, in the regular season, at least with that pick and knocked in coverage so much, but Patrick queen is not that player. He's not that big, uh, that, that that big run stuffer necessarily, even though he is so smart and so good against the run, but able to match up in coverage. Accused of being out. undersized. And and that's the thing, you call him undersized. I mean, dude's six foot, 230. How big are running backs? I mean, Derrick Henry's huge, whatever. But how big are running backs? There's not a lot that are bigger than that. Just can't meet Derrick Henry in the playoffs again. Clay's Campbell will take care of that. That's that's You, sh- you sure will, man. I sure will, man. Like Derrick Henry, I've been used to seeing you, man. Even though Derrick Henry ran for like 7,000 yards on the Jaguars the last couple of seasons. Uh-oh. The Titans, I mean. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Titans going to be not good this year. That's my prediction. Agreed. They took Thanos with their first-round pick, Isaiah Wilson, which was a uh, shout-out to the Draft Network. Huge job in uncovering that he was going to end up being a first-round pick and linking him to the Titans. All their guys linked him there. So, Shout-out to Benjamin Solak of the Draft Network. He was uh, incredibly enthralled by my uh, TikTok per- performance. Really? He seemed to think that I was literally doing a DaCosta impersonation. He had two separate quote tweets. It's, it's since been uh, deleted, so you're not going to see it, but... <laughs> oh, he was embarrassed. That means I guess he was like, "Yeah, this is the best NFL like executive impersonation I've ever seen. The mannerisms, everything." And I was like retweeting them. I was like, "This is the funniest shit." I just snotted. You just made me snot. I saw you were. Yeah, it's that was. And I, I, I like him. He, he's. I've seen his stuff on Twitter before. He's a good guy, but just, he's highly entertaining. Him and uh, Tampa Bay Trey Trey Solak do the. The, their podcast Trey locked on Sikema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they they love to throw quips like that, and that's hilarious because that means I know that he because I he think, did one of them, and I was like, is he joking? Like, does he not realize? <laughs> he's I think he's twenty two, if I'm not mistaken. He looks young. Gonna, I was like, yeah, this is. Uh, I don't for know. For him to not understand what TikTok is makes it so much funnier. <laughs> It makes me evaluate things a little bit, to be honest. But you're a stud. You're a superstar. That was incredible. Uh, that was the content that people needed. Apparently, it did pretty well. That was the content people needed. So we're doing it. We're doing our best here. Uh, we're excited. We think Patrick Queen's going to be awesome. 
And in general, we're, we're I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to go ahead and, and doubt Eric DaCosta, no matter who the hell he picked at this point, until I see the play on the field. I have faith in that man. I know that you agree. A lot of us at Baltimore beat down feel the same way. So in Eric, we trust. In Ozzy, we trusted. Um, big things ahead, wide receivers to come, more excitement. And let's see if we can get some gritty defensive line, offensive line support. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, let's go. Steve walks warily down the street with the brim pulled way down low. Hey, no sound, but the sound of his feet. Machine guns ready to go. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Are you ready? Hey, out of the, are you ready for this? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip to the sound of the beat. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, I'm going to get you too. Another one bites the dust. How do you think I'm going to get along without you when you're gone? You took me for everything that I had and kicked me out on my own. Are you happy? Are you satisfied? How long can you stand in the heat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip to the sound of the beat. Hey! Dum, dum, dum. Incredible. And I'm going to go ahead and make the stupid comparison. Are you ready for it? Oh. I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. Hey, are you ready for it? So we got the 1996 NFL draft. We got Kevin Hardy. Linebacker number one. Who could forget? Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars. Then we mosey on down to John Mobley. Who could forget? Had a, had a decent career. Uh, cuts down University, surprisingly. Uh, 15th overall, Denver Broncos. Guess who picked 15th overall this year? Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. So we're moving on. We got the Detroit Lions. They take downtown Reggie Brown, linebacker, Texas A&M. Can you tell me the next linebacker off the board. Ray Anthony Lewis. Ray Anthony Lewis picked number 26. So not quite. But you know who picked a couple picks after them? Kansas City Chiefs. Not going to say that Patrick Queen is Ray Lewis. That will probably never happen again. I am the number one Ray Lewis fan that I know. But fourth linebacker you taken. You have a tattoo of him. 26th overall pick, 28th overall pick uh, from down south. That was the Big East back then. Miami was in the Big East all the way back when the Big East was thriving. But Patrick Queen, fourth linebacker off the board if you're considering Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker, which Wikipedia and ESPN and that stuff will do. Um, Yeah, man. Kid can play. Kid's undersized. Kid's fast. Kid's aggressive. Kid's smart. Hate, hate, hate to say it. I have a goddamn tattoo of Ray Lewis on my right calf. But. I love to say that. But. Hey. Are you ready for it? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? got it ravens looking forward to tomorrow looking forward to patrick queen looking forward to a wide receiver at some point in this damn draft uh some exciting ones still on the board first round grade for me from michael Pittman. tweener grade from denzel mims maybe they get a gadget player 
Uh, I've come around in the last couple of days to the idea that you know they've got the the big body, they've got the slot, they've got the the Hollywood Brown, the, the jitterbug guy. Uh, they don't have that gadget receiver. So maybe we see LaVisca Chanel. Maybe he becomes a Baltimore Raven. And those are two dudes that maybe embrace that hard-hitting culture, that hard-nosed culture. So we'll see. I'm a big culture guy. But uh, anything else on this uh, glorious night? Nothing. Just happy to be doing it. Happy to be covering the draft. We'll be streaming and talking and podcasting and doing all that good stuff again tomorrow. Uh, I'll be pumping out some articles now, uh, getting to it late night. But appreciate you guys. Love all our listeners. Love you as my co-host and the hostess with the mostest. And we got a Bayou boy with the Luke family heritage in Baltimore. That's what I like to hear. A Bayou boy coming up here to uh, join me. But regardless, really appreciate all of you guys tuning into the live stream, which I guess I didn't really mention. This is uh, being podcasted as well. So we're going to go ahead and throw this as a podcast, pretty much starting when we did our queen analysis. So this has been the podcast for like the last 40 minutes, which is kind of sick. Yeah, download it still because like, Please. We love you. you. Love us. That's what we ask. Go ahead. Five stars. Four stars. Uh, Don't know what star recruit Patrick Queen was, but whatever he was, give it to us. I'm going to guess three or four stars. We'll take it. Whatever. I would say probably pretty good. He's athletic, but... Regardless, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Please go ahead and subscribe to the show wherever you're getting your podcast. Go ahead and rate us five stars and leave us a review. You can follow the show on social media. You can follow the show itself on Twitter at Podcast B-Town. You can find me at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. You can follow Spencer at Ravens 4 Dummies. That's the number four in the middle of it. Uh, Anything else before we get out of here? Patrick Queen of Baltimore Raven. Let's go. That's all. He sure is. Let's go. Let's go. Shout out to Pilot Pete. I will be getting a Patrick Queen jersey. That's a certified fact. I probably will too because I'm a sucker. Ladies. Okay. That was a Pilot Pete reference. (laughs) We're just doing too many of those. I think that's probably a sign. Especially because it's over now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's fighting against COVID, baby. Let's go. Social distancing, we're distanced, but we're having fun. Hope you guys join us. Uh, my favorite day of the draft is tomorrow, and my second favorite day is Saturday. So I'm ready to go. I'm going to be getting into it. You guys have nothing better to do. Uh, come join us. Let's have fun. Let's talk. It's not against your not a knock against your social lives. You you literally should not be going anywhere. So tune in. Distance. Was Lamar Jackson at Jerry Judy's? Uh, Draft party? No. no. So who that's could, all. Who could, say? who could say? Who could say? But appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. See you. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. See you later. All right. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>